Hello everyone, this is your host, Brandy Williamson. I am a birth and postpartum mental performance coach. I've designed this podcast to offer you a unique combination of performance psychology principles and faith-based insights to support you along your journey of motherhood every step of the way. Welcome back to Mom Material. What is the key to staying married? This is the question I asked my parents as they visited us this weekend after they told me that they'll be celebrating 32 years of marriage this April. So as someone who isn't even 32 years old and has been married for less than two years, I find this so motivational and inspiring because I totally understand and see how difficult marriage can be even being married to someone who I thank God for every single day. As I asked that question, they both sat back and thought about what the most important ingredient to staying married is. Finally, my mom spoke up and said that it comes down to holding similar values and living them out in a missional way together. This made me think, having an athletic background and doing performance work for a living, I look at spouses as the ultimate team, and I've said that before in other episodes. Justin is my teammate for life. So you have chosen to do life with this person, figuring out how to communicate to them and understand how to actively listen, not just hear, unconditionally love, experience the most joyful of memories, also the most difficult challenges and learn how to suffer together and support and encourage one another through it all. Not to mention you do all of this at every stage of life until you die. That's the commitment that you made. You don't just get to sub out of the game because you're tired or trading a new teammate or get drafted to another team because you'll get more perks over there. You're on this team for life or at least That's what all of us are thinking when we get married. One of the difficulties of marriage could be that you're choosing to marry someone at one stage of your life and their life, but that also means that you're committing to the future version of that person as the two of you encounter life-changing experiences down the road. What have been some of your own life-changing experiences? life-changing in the sense that your life can never be the same. You might have a different perspective or worldview, and fundamentally your daily activities, actions, and thoughts are altered. For me, what comes to mind is the day that I got saved. This was the start of a lifelong journey to understand Jesus, to love him, to understand how to be loved by him, and this dying of my old prior life and self, as well as the daily transformation process of sanctification I go through to be like him. Suffering could also be on this list because it is what got me to the breakthrough of salvation. I needed that rock bottom moment to realize that I needed a savior and what I was doing was not it. It was not fulfilling and I definitely needed Jesus and I needed rescuing and it continues 
in some way throughout each stage of life that causes me actually to depend on the Lord more and more and experience his presence in a deeper way than when everything is going great, good, or even fine. The day that I got baptized is another one of those fundamental changes. This brings a smile to my face every time I think of being in the water surrounded by the faces of loved ones, friends, and my new family. It's not just about the internal process of sanctification, but an outward display of the declaration of values of my new life in the way in which I wanted to go from that point on. The next is the day that I got married. This lifelong commitment I made before my friends and family to my husband has changed my life entirely. So I was an only child growing up and I actually became fiercely independent. I learned how to function by myself in all environments because it was only me. I just went and I did and I I joined soccer teams as a kid and I moved across the country when I was a young adult for grad school all by myself and I actually loved doing that. I now have to consider the needs of someone else, not just being self-interested, but die to my selfishness by displaying love and forgiveness constantly to my husband every day, even when it may or may not be deserved. Lastly, the day that I had my first child. Having a child is unlike any other experience I've ever had. Going through pregnancy, childbirth and each daily change that has fundamentally altered my life this is one of the most sacrificial things i've ever done because unlike marriage i don't expect anything in return to my son i give to him unconditionally and (laughs) some might argue that i should probably do that for justin as well and hopefully one day i can i can get better at that But I was sitting next to this guy on a plane after our wedding and I started talking to him and telling him that we're celebrating our honeymoon and he said something that I can't forget. He said, getting married is like sharing your heart with someone, but having children is like watching your heart walk around outside of you in this crazy world. And that is so true. Universally, people have a commonality in the fact that most of us eventually give birth, women that is, and are involved in raising children. This has been mine and my husband's most recent life-changing experience and affects the rest of our lives forever. I was utterly unprepared in how our new baby, someone who we had prayed for, prepared for, and dreamed of would impact us not just individually, but also in how we interact with each other. After our son was born, I was overwhelmed with emotions. I had some breakdown moments because of the baby blues and hormonal changes, but I also at times felt so distant from Justin, even though we had just experienced this huge thing called childbirth together. Like in the episode six, where I get to interview him and we're sharing our perspectives, like it is a huge moment for both of us. But after his birth, we were so tired, we were more irritable, emotionally flooded, both of us, which sets the stage for bad communication and resentment to develop. Considering this huge developmental curve in your brain as you are starting to understand what it's like to be a new parent, 
With the chronic sleep deprivation, we had to learn how to maintain intimacy and commitment through it all. According to married psychologists and directors of the famous Gottman Institute, with over 50 years experience researching marital stability and divorce prediction, the Gottmans say in their book, And Baby Makes Three, The Six-Step Plan for Preserving Marital Intimacy and Rekindling Romance After Baby Arrives, is that two-thirds of couples reported a drop in relationship satisfaction after the birth of their first baby. They saw an increase in conflict and hostility occurring in marital relationships, and also emotional intimacy deteriorated. Not only did relationships suffer, but also the babies did as well. Because parents were distressed or depressed, they were less responsive to their babies. They created poor emotional attachment with their newborns. Basically, the newborns started to distance themselves from the fathers first and then also from the mothers. And the research found that these little ones actually lagged behind emotionally and intellectually in the future. It is vital that parents learn how to be there for each other and their babies because your babies are actually depending on you to have a strong, healthy relationship with your spouse. If you are gaining value in your own life from this podcast and want to support a fellow mom like me, please use the break to follow the show and rate the podcast. This helps provide the show a better opportunity to offer the same value to more people. In their book, the Gottmans say that couples who share something bigger than themselves and make value-informed choices that affect their family and inform the worldview of their children based off these lived-out familial values are the couples that have more marital stability and satisfaction. So my parents were onto something when they mentioned values as an important ingredient for the success of their marriage. All right, so values, what are they? Why are they important? And how do we explore our own and live them out in our own marriages? Well, values are created by our early life upbringing, beliefs about the world, and our experiences. They are incredibly important because they shape the way that we think, which impacts our emotions and reactions and what we feel and do. Values inform character qualities and they also influence your motivation. All right, so now that we know a little bit more about values, I'd like to lead you through a values exploration exercise. All you need for this is a piece of paper and a pen. You can do this by yourself, but I definitely recommend grabbing your spouse and doing this together because this is going to affect the two of you. On your paper, you can make a nine by four grid of boxes. You can write down each value I say in each box from left to right. All right, the first box, loyalty, balance, faith, humor, second row, duty, commitment, family, kindness, third row, respect, compassion, freedom, knowledge, fourth row, service, concern for others, generosity, openness, fifth row, honor, creativity, genuineness, perseverance, sixth row, integrity, empathy, happiness, responsibility, seventh row, courage, excellence, self-care, security, eighth row, authenticity, fairness, honesty, 
serenity. In the ninth row, I want you to fill out any other values that you might also think are important. So just fill those in on that last row. Now with your spouse, start to identify the top three to four values that the two of you want to live out in your daily lives. This this is going to take some time. So if you're doing this as you're listening, go ahead and pause the show until you've identified your three to four values with your spouse. Some of you might have run into values that you hold, but you don't always live out. This is what we call cognitive dissonance when it creates this discomfort in your body because your brain and your body actually aren't in alignment and you're not living out what is informing your values and beliefs. Or maybe you're already living out your values, but you want to strengthen them. Now that you have your top values, I'd like you to discuss with your spouse these next questions. How can you use these values to inform how you interact with each other? How do these values inform your parenting? What change might occur if you live this out as a couple? So the goal of this exercise and the episode is to create a shared vision for the future and to inform how you will live that out in your daily mission together. The result of these new lived out values will not only boost satisfaction and commitment in your marriage, but also set the conditions for a healthier and happier baby. If you enjoyed today's episode and want more on how to enhance your marital relationship after childbirth, sign up for the High Performing Families Masterclass available this January. Thanks for listening.